It's time for Apple Farm Chatter, your podcast for all things Apple Farm Service. The latest ag news, dealership events, and upcoming trends. Put on your work clothes. Apple Farm Chatter begins now. Welcome back to Apple Farm Chatter. Kent Holmes here, and I'm actually surrounded by some of the guys here that helped out with our New Holland Hay Clinics that we had this, uh, well, we had it the second week of the sale. So surrounding me at Garen Ingalls from New Holland, who is the hay and forage spe- specialist. Hey, Garen, how are you? All right. Good, you? Good, good. We've got Wayne Crom, who, who, who is texting. He's not texting now. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is our parts um, rep here for New Holland. Yes, uh, thanks for inviting me to this uh, hay meeting. Yeah, no problem. And then we got uh, Bryant Hennington, right? Er- Henningfeld. Henningfeld. Um, he's with Harvest Tech, um, and we'll get into what Harvest Tech is as well. But um, to start off, we had these meetings, um, and everyone kind of a little bit of that, that they presented about. Um, so I guess, Garen, what, what did you cover during the meetings? Yeah, so uh, from the New Holland perspective, the one thing that we really covered that we started the presentation was was the product support and how uh, New Holland supports their products that their uh, customers buy. And I, I started off, you know, it's all about equipment and manufacturing, but if you can't back up the support of the product, then, then we have uh, customers that aren't su- well supported with their equipment. And then I started off by talking about, I'm the product hay and forage specialist, so I come and do these presentations and talk to the customers about the different models and, and configurations we offer within the product lineup. But also I talk about as well as, the network we have in the service departments and the technical specialist departments to back up that product support for the customer. And so what I talked about originally was is that when you know customers, everything breaks down. I don't care what color farm equipment it is, it does break down it and it has, it has its life of use. So, but there are times when things happen in, in the field and the dealer fixes them or can't fix them at times. And if they can't figure out what the problem is, we do have a process within the CNH and industrial organization that uh, the dealer can contact the technical help desk located in New Holland, PA. And that, those people there are people that have been in the industry, have worked at dealerships themselves, or came from our engineering department. And uh, they help the dealer work through these issues. However, if the issue cannot be re- resolved for that process, then they, the dealer will be notif- helped out by a person in the field, it's a territory service manager, which will uh, work with the dealer, go visit the customer, and help try to figure the is- issues out they have. And then it goes to a next level as well, up the up through the through the organization until we get resolution of the issue. So I could say we all, everybody sells product. You just need to think about who can support you the best for the products you buy. Sure, and and uh, we've heard that from from our customers too. Is New Holland over the years they've really stepped up, making sure that when you're out there for your first cut, um, that you're out there with your hay equipment. If something happens, that um, of course you're going to reach out to Apple's first, your local dealer. We're going to have our remedies, and if it's something that that we haven't ran across before, then there's a process then that New Holland has in place to make sure that somebody we'll know the answer to make sure that you can get back back into your field, uh, get back to cutting and, and to making sure you're getting your, your bales, getting them wrapped, whatever else you need to do. Um, and one thing, Garen, too, that you mentioned is there are 
some uh, some some changes um, for 2023. Um, you mentioned that there is something changing for those on those looking at at round balers. What's that? So for the 450 series round balers, we'll start out with the utility lineup. So the utility lineup round baler, we have the 450 utility round baler. Now we have the 450 utility plus round baler, four by five bale chamber baler, variable chamber baler. It's a has a, some of the common components of a 450 utility, but also we've improved it by putting the net wrap system off of, off of the 450 series round balers, roll belt series round balers, as well as we've uh, put a different tailgate on. The belts are wider and closer together for less leaf loss, less crop loss, and well as it's got the rotary style feeder now, so the help feeding of the crop. So as we talk about the 450 Utility Plus, if anybody's ever remembered a 648 round baler from back about 25 years ago, it's basically a 648 round baler, but it's a dry hay only baler. It's not the 648 silage special round balers. It's very similar now to a 648 dry hay round baler. Okay, okay, and, and many might remember that was a really well built built baler. Yeah. Had a lot of good reputations. It's good to know they got something comparable that's back. Yep. And then there, from there, we go up to the, the 450 roll belt series, 460 roll belt series balers. There hasn't been really many changes from the model year 22 to the model year 23 on those round balers. Uh, the only thing that did change is in-cab density standard on those models now. So all those balers will be in-cab density. So you can adjust the density of the core and adjust the density of the outer, outer section around the core from the cab of the tractor. Right, right. And that's something that, that you talked about, too. Um, is bale density that New Holland is known for. Of course, the more more dense your bale is, the less bales you have to deal with. The more dense the bale is, the less oxygen that is not in the bale, which means that it's less likely to spoil. And it also means less that you have to move, more fuel saving. So all in all, it's kind of, what, how does the slogan go? Happy happy cows make happy milk? Yep. Is that what the cat from California, is that what it is? That sounds about right. It yeah. sounds something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, it can move over to, to Bryant. You were talking about Harvest Tech, and um, I guess in, what, what is Harvest Tech? Yeah, well, appreciate it, Kent, and it was a pleasure visiting the last couple of days in Mechanicsburg and uh, Washington Courthouse here, and yeah, I was able to talk a lot about the, the crop saver hay preservative we supply through uh, CNH Parts, and a uh, unique area of the country here in Ohio with a lot of challenging uh, drying conditions so uh, just providing some solutions for for the hay growers here mostly the small square and in round baler operators that that we had in attendance uh, really strong hay prices uh, this year uh, from last year and well going into 2023 uh, guys are getting premium for premium quality alfalfa and grasses but if they can't uh, produce a, a premium quality, if they're fighting moisture and ultimately having some heating of their, their hay in their stack, well, they're, it's a, a detriment. And they're, they're not able to uh, demand the, the, the high premium prices that, that guys are getting. So as the supplier of the, the New Holland Crop Saver, it's just been a, a great opportunity to come here to Apples and support our, our largest Ohio preservative dealer. Sure. And, and I know whenever you present, people have a lot of questions because they have, a lot of them have very picky customers when it comes to their hay, whether it's it's the horse folks um, or those that are 
just really they have buyers that are concerned what's in the hay, and so it, it sounds like it's it's a pretty safe product for for those in the horse industry for for those that have some of the regulations that what they can have. Yep, absolutely. So the crop saver is a, a buffered propionic acid, and a lot of guys hear the word acid and very concerned with what it might do to the uh, the metal, the sheet metal on their balers and uh, other corrosion issues, but it truly is a buffered product with a pH of 6, so very safe on all the equipment. Uh, but as far as the propionic, it's a, a naturally occurring organic acid found in the gastrointestines of horses, found in the rumen of cows, so it's perfectly safe for all livestock and for any customers that might be entertaining the idea of using crop saver in their in their operation we we have plenty of information on the safety of of the product for uh, any any livestock uh, sheep cows or or the equine industry okay and you you said um at six peach six i'm trying to remember you guys can correct me if i'm wrong I'm trying to remember from like junior high science isn't rainwater like a seven uh, rainwater is actually a pH of uh, 5.8 5.8 so okay it does have a little acidity to it but uh, when guys are finishing up uh, baling for the, the day and allow the last little bit of hay to wipe across their, their baler pickups, wiping it clean, uh, you're not going to find any major uh, corrosion issues. You get a little bit of shininess to the metal, but uh, again, not going to uh, damage the, the baler or any other equipment that, that the product is, is coming in contact with. Sure, yeah. Well, if you said it's, you know, that's 5.5 for... for uh rainwater and you said this is a six i mean it's pretty much identical then it, so that you you are correct now there's obviously some uh no special handling requirements to it but still common sense i mean we are dealing with a, a product that is a registered pesticide uh here in with the us epa and every state that we sell into uh because it is applied on the baler in the field we are a registered pesticide uh, but it, just like any other pesticide usage uh, on the farm, it, there's uh, uh, just general common sense involved when handling. Okay, okay. And, and of course, if, if they want to learn more about Crop Saver with Harvest Tech, uh, you, you guys are out there if you just Google it and look it up. But it's, it's a product that we've seen has been increasing, especially said with weather conditions. Last year was dry. You know, we, we didn't move as much crop saver because the crops was dry. But when it's wet, like it was two years ago, it, it can be a, a huge money saver in the end, having spoiled. It's so spoiled true. Money. Yes, it, it is an additional input cost. But uh, for guys that are really focused on hay quality, when, when you can bail it 22% moisture versus 14% moisture, uh, obviously you're going to gain more efficiencies. But... Ultimately, you're picking up an additional 24 points of relative feed value. So whether you're sending your hay samples into a lab or maybe you're just selling on an overall appearance and maybe you can uh, avoid some sun bleaching for your small square bales being sold into the, the horse industry, it's, there's a lot of value to it. And, uh, but like I said, there, it is an additional input cost, a, uh, just a low-cost insurance policy. And when guys are bailing upwards to the, uh, most guys are going to quit bailing around 21, 22% moisture. You're looking anywhere from a 4 to $5 per ton input cost. So, again, a very cheap insurance policy for uh, an operation that is trying to sell a premium product. Sure, sure. 
And it's something you said that you can use year after year. So you can buy it. You don't need it. You can put it away, and it should be good to use again next year if we end up having a dry spring. Absolutely. It's gonna. There's no shelf life to it, keeping uh, the product sealed up in, in the container, uh, and it's not going to freeze. So another uh, plus is you don't have to winterize any applicator that you may have on your baler. Um, and for additional applicator, we chime in on that, but additional applicator uh, information, uh, we were talking today to some different size operations. Uh, a couple guys in only 30, 50 acre operations and uh, just a, a low cost electronic applicator was something that they were interested in. But for those larger operations that really wanna manage that, that input cost of crop saver, the fully automatic kits are available for the small square round baler and the large square baler operations out there. Okay, well, thanks, Brian. And, and yep, you can look at a bit more information about Harvest Tech. Um, you just look it up on Google, take a look. We'll move over to you, Wayne. You bet. You bet. You're done texting. You're good? And we're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Wayne, I know you've been with CNH Parts for, for quite a while now, right? Yes, I, I since uh, 2009. Okay, okay. So on, on your end, um, coming to these clinics, what are some, some things that you kind of get taken away, things that are takeaways from the customers you talk with? Well, first of all, it's just always a, a pleasure just get invited and be, be around your customers. And uh, I have a, a small farm myself and raise some beef cattle. And so there's some, some ways I can connect to your customers that uh, things that I experience back at home that, that they run into. Um, you know, promoting the value of an applicator on the hay. But I like to also really promote um, just safety, uh, making sure the equipment is safe and ready to roll when you get to the field. Uh, and also with that inspections, that whether the customer does it themselves or that your dealer service shop, um, this, these windows to bale hay often get pretty tight. Uh, a lot of these folks are uh, have a full-time job during the week, so... Maybe they're a, a weekend farmer that, you know, we mow hay on a Thursday night or a Friday and want to bale um, on Sunday. So it's, you don't want to go to the field and, and um, you know, your, your disc buying doesn't work and you, you, you got to chase parts or, or something. So it's getting those inspections done early in the off season. Um, and right now I know Apple has some promotion and CNH has some promotions to, to get that stuff looked at here in the off season. But uh, I, I just like being around the customers and seeing what operations they have and how I could benefit them or CNH parts could benefit them. Okay. Um, and, and I guess on the part side, as we're, we're getting into planning season, we're getting into hay season, are, are there any changes for, for CNH parts um, that, that we should, should be aware of? Or? Uh, I don't know of any major changes that would affect the customer right now. It's just we, we do have some promotions we, that are quarterly. Uh, so there are a few promotions that will uh, expire at the end of March um, that uh, can be found on the Apple Farm Service website that um, you've been promoting. Uh, and there'll be another set of, of promotions come in April, but I, from customer facing changes, there's really none, none currently. It's just, um, you know, promoting the new product that, you know, maybe Garen has or, uh, taking some of the older products and 
putting some update kits on it to, to replicate some of the new uh, factory fit stuff. Okay. Now, I'm going to finish with one question for all of you guys, kind of go around. Because a major part of when we've had these clinics is people want to do walk-arounds on equipment to get an idea of what things to look at on their baler, on their mower conditioner, on their hay tools, um, just making sure they have all of their T's crossed, their I's dotted, going out to the field, anything service-wise they need to look at. And you guys have been doing a lot of these clinics, so you guys are very familiar with what common things are as we're going around looking at equipment with customers. So question for you, and I'll ask each of you, what, what would you say the number one thing when customers come for the service side that uh, they learn that they, they need to do on their hay equipment? What about you, Garen? I think the, the first thing is the net wrap pull test to set the brake tension on your net wrap. That's pretty key to have done. It doesn't matter what roll net you're using, whether it's a CNH branded net or an aftermarket net company, but each net wraps is made a little bit differently and it runs through the baler a little bit differently. So, and not all net wrap is the same width and it's not all centered on the spool that it comes in. So you need to get the net wrap set, centered in the baler, the bale chamber. I uh, was talking to customers, an easy way to do that is maybe strike a line right on the edge of the bale chamber coming up to the net wrap chamber. Strike a line with a paint marker or something like that. So if you have employees that don't normally load net or something like that, you can uh, easily see if the net wrap's being injected into the, it's centered in the, on the spool a tube correctly as well as do the net, net wrap pull test, and that sets the brake tension. If you have too, too loose of tension on the, the brake, uh, your net wrap's not gonna be very tight on the bale. However, if it's too tight, you're gonna be having problems and your net wrap's gonna be breaking before it even gets onto the bale and causing some problems. So it's all on the operator's manual. I know that's a thing some people don't overlook, but uh, I encourage people to use their operator's manuals, uh, put thumbprints, uh, dog tag them, whatever you wanna do to. And uh, that tells us that uh, you're, you're using the operator's manual. So, um, and the key thing is to, uh, like Wayne talked about, safety. And uh, when you're doing those net, net wrap pull tests, uh, you do need a, a scale. And I suggest you probably go on some online, whatever, you, you get a scale, a pull scale that has max peak load and it holds that load to try to watch a fish scale spring back and forth. As you're pulling on that net wrap, it, it's kind of, it can be a little bit uh, cumbersome at times. So uh, in each, like I say, look at your operator's manual, each net reps company has a different pull force and find one that works for you pretty well. Okay. What about you, Wayne? Any, anything you've seen? Um, I, I just safety, uh, as I've been in a couple of farm accidents myself, is just check the PTO shaft, the shields, uh, grease, grease the U-joints, change the oil in the gearboxes, um, SMV sign is visible, clean, reflective, and a simple thing is just checking your wheel, your wheel bearings and your lug bolts. Uh, um, no one needs a wheel coming off, going down the road. So those are some things I feel are sometimes overlooked um, that, you know, an extra hour of torquing your lug nuts and, and um, pulling the dust caps off your wheel bearings and, and uh, checking the the tightness there is, is a worthwhile time. Okay. Yeah, very, very good point. Bryant, anything else you want to add? You know, I'll be a little bit more specific for those customers of ours that are, are running our fully automatic kits, their Cadillac applicators. Uh, like Wayne said earlier, very small time uh, 
very small window of opportunity for making good quality hay. And a lot of the times we'll take service calls on uh, electrical. And if our, our applicators are not getting a good voltage from a, a, a dying tractor battery, just a weak battery, uh, we, we will not be able to give a, a, an accurate moisture. We will not be able to apply a preservative. And we don't need any disgruntled customers out there because their tractor battery is getting weak. So uh, check connections uh, on electrical. The, uh, a lot of the times the tractors are disconnected from balers uh, over the winter months. And when you're hooking it up, make sure you've got good drawbar connections and no splices and harnesses, uh, good locking nuts. Uh, connections on our, our tractor harness to our, our applicator harness on the battery. So I, I'm all about electrical and good, good proper voltage. Okay. That yeah. goes as well on the Roll Belt Series round balers. Through the years, we've learned that customers hook up, they had a baler that didn't have electronics on it. And then they go hook it up to their tractor, whether it's an old 1066, older 1066, or whether it's a T6 tractor, New Holland T6 tractor. If you have a alternator that is marginal and batteries that are marginal, you're going to have some issues with electrical system and it's going to be throwing fault codes on the, on the monitor and you're going to be working with the dealer trying to get it resolved and they're going to come out and start changing piles of stuff on the baler. But they might also ask to start talking to you about your batteries, replacing the batteries on the tractor, replacing the alternator on the tractor. And that may resolve your issues up front as well as hook directly to the batteries with electrical don't go to the power port in the cab because you will get some amperage drop there. So we do supply a harness that goes directly to the battery, and then that will resolve your issues that you have any for the amperage drop across the connectors. Okay. Yeah, very, very good points. Very good points. Well, gentlemen, I really do appreciate the time you guys spent with us with the clinics and then also with uh, speaking to us with Apple Farm Hi. Chatter. So um, I wish all of you and all of our customers, all those getting ready for the first cut, the best of luck as you guys get out there. Thank you for listening to Apple Farm Chatter. If you haven't, subscribe today. Want more from Apple Farm Service? Like us on Facebook, follow us on TikTok, and check out our website, applefarmservice.com. Happy farming from your friends at Apple Farm Service and Apple Farm Chatter.